You're listening to Experiment Nation, the podcast with this guy. Hi, this is Romil. At Experiment Nation, we interview experimenters from around the world. We share their stories, their lessons, and advice with you, our listeners. You're listening to Experiment Nation. You're listening to Experiment Nation, the podcast. So all over the place, man. In the news, uh, it's time for the lightning round. Well, why am I recording this for you? What the? Pardon me? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure that out in post, I guess. You're listening to Experiment Nation, the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Experiment Nation, the podcast, is brought to you today with the support of our friends over at VWO. Today, I have Shiva Manjanath. He's from Gardner. Shiva, welcome to Experiment Nation, the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. So Shiva, we've been chatting for a while and you're our uh, second guest. Congratulations on that. Saving the best for second, right? <laughs> no, um, you know, I guess that, that sounds bad on my part. But uh, honestly, I did reach out to you because I, I follow you on LinkedIn. I love your stuff. We have great conversations, at least online. I think you're really knowledgeable and a funny guy, so I had to have you on the show. So let's kick this off with a little bit about yourself. Um, sure. Well, I could tell you I didn't really start in CRO or digital analytics or any of that stuff. I actually started off as a doctor in the path of medicine, so to speak. Um, I was wow. pretty interested in like science as a whole and experiments kind of at a young age, but not really like A-B testing, just like running scientific experiments, doing, you know, little things like that. But I think I, I wanted to do kind of medicine. My dad is a veterinarian, so I thought I wanted to go into medicine. But when I got to like senior year of college into like thinking about going to veterinary school, I realized I really didn't mm -hmm. want to do that. I wasn't really passionate about it. Um, so I ended up taking that. You didn't care about people? Is that Say it again? So you didn't care about people or uh, living things anymore? Uh, well, <laughs> I guess that's one way to put it. Um, I really didn't. I just wasn't passionate about like, I love my dog, to be clear. I love pets. I love animals. But there's just something about medicine that just, it didn't like, I didn't wake up in the morning like, man, I really want to like open up a dog and do stuff its intestines <laughs> and deal with blood and stuff like that it makes you wonder about folks who you know you know wake up in the morning and say yes yes this is what i get to do well i'd like to think a large part of it is the helping the animals piece i'm sure that's the reason why they want to do it for them Along <laughs> there's some that some Fair that enough. don't but um yeah I, I just when i realized that veterinary medicine wasn't going to be like my long-term play i ended up taking a, a job at a startup company that did digital marketing and kind of you know, consulting in that way. And, you know, I worked very closely with the CMO and the CEO over there and just the, he put me on a great career trajectory to just being super fascinated about not just digital marketing, but specifically AB testing and auditing websites and saying, wow, this is really cool. Or man, I don't like how they do this. And I continue to gain my serial knowledge kind of on the fly with a lot of hands-on work and you know, that kind of led me to where I am today with CRO, just running websites, running for running tests on websites and kind of just doing what we call CRO, which isn't really the best descriptor as we all know, but basically just doing experimentation and, you know, just loving it every day. So you, you did mention the word CRO. For, for those who aren't as familiar with the term, I'd love to hear how you'd describe it to say your parents or someone who uh, isn't familiar with the term. 
Well, to be fair, every time I talk about my job to my mom, she always thinks I work in IT fixing computers. So, <laughs> <laughs> my mom thinks I'm in sales. So, <laughs> I mean, technically, you are right. It's definitely a branch of that. It's much simpler to explain. Yeah. Uh, but CRO is not. So, uh, yeah. How do you describe it? Yeah, I guess people in the CRO world feel weird about the term CRO. They don't like the word. Personally, I think it's it's fine. I think generally speaking using the descriptor, like a lot of people's job titles aren't necessarily exactly what they do. So to that vein, CRO isn't really conversion rate optimization for a number of reasons. One, if you're optimizing only for conversion rate, you're kind of missing the forest for the trees. Um, mm. If you hyper-focus on conversion rate, you might be missing kind of the engagement piece. You might be missing branding piece. You might not be looking at the end result of lifetime value or you know quality of conversions, AOV, et cetera. So Strictly speaking, CRO, you shouldn't be optimizing only for conversion rate optimization. But those, and and what would you say um, that a CRO, quote unquote, should optimize for then? I mean, it really depends on your business, but it's more just the way that I try and define CRO is just experimentation at its core, but finding better ways to create a better experience for the website using experimentation as a way to kind of get to that end result. I love that. So uh, we've kind of, so we've covered what it is and kind of what it isn't. So I'd love to hear about um, some of the misconceptions around CRO that uh, you know you've been in this field for quite some time now, and I'm sure to be heard. Um, I'm sure you've heard a few. Yeah. Um, so one of the big things that I feel like people always op- they always infer CRO is oh button color testing, and man that is. That's a bait of my existence, isn't it? Where people just say like, oh, so have you tested green versus blue? I'm like, please stop talking. Please stop talking. <laughs> Let's make it bigger. Yes. Have, have you tried flash. a different ver- word in the CTA? And like, God, it's not only about buttons. Why is whoever started this notion, I really hope just has bad things happen to them because... It's just, it's just people just always assume it. So like, that's the first thing whenever I talk to people, I actually ran like a CRO presentation for some folks internally at Gartner so they could learn a little bit more about what we do. And that was the big point that I tried to staple home is like, please just let's quell this myth. It's not button testing. That's missing the forest from the trees. It's just not what we do. We, We do so many more things. That's not to say we don't test buttons. It's not like we are, we ignore that facet. That's not part of what we do, but to just boil it down mm-hmm. to that misses so much of what we do, right? We can we can test so many different things that's far beyond just the website. Like one of the one of the things I love about what we do in experimentation is this it's we learn about our audiences in pretty unique ways. And we could test things that you might say, this is an interesting learning, but let's take that to the brand team. Let's take that to, you know, let's take that to the sales team. Let's take that to marketing. Let's let's take these learnings and apply it to all these other functions. So like, it's not just in a static bubble where you're just doing button color testing, UI testing, partnering maybe with the UX team, UI team, whatever. It's, you should be taking these learnings and being very collaborative across all of these functions. And you have this tool to help you accomplish all these things. So, you know, just doing button color testing, man, you're missing the forest from the trees. So uh, if I get this right, it's, it's, it's more of a partnership rather than you being off on your own, just pushing buttons around. It's, uh, it's more of a joint effort where you're trying to improve the customer experience and, and you're partnering with folks in, in marketing and sales and, and product and, 
and all those teams and and uh you know working all together really yeah i mean that was one of the big mistakes i had when i first started out at cro was kind of just keeping it pretty simple with just i would say honestly my first few tests were button testing because that's kind of what i assumed it was when you were doing it but it, it's so much more than that and keeping that collaboration in place so that you're you're letting the people know what these tests are what are the results and you know you can't just the other thing that people i think often miss is the ux team and the ui team and the dev team and the brand team they all need to be involved in the process it's not just you saying here's my idea i'm going to run the test all these other functions have these important ideas that can help influence what you're doing help you get better test ideas and run better more efficient tests so if you're doing it on your own you're you might be successful but mm -hmm. If you partner with everyone else, you're not only influencing and making your own business better, but you're helping the whole, you know, company gain. Yeah, totally. One hundred percent. So okay, we've 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 talked about CRO, and I, I did bring you on because I get a kick out of following you on LinkedIn. You, you know, you post uh, great memes and, and and stuff, and I was wondering. What's your inspiration for these things? And, and do you think that CROs and experimenters have a good sense of humor? You know, they're, uh, they're kind of, you know, there's this thought, there's this uh, thinking that, you know, they're science or data yeah. or statistics geeks. So they're, they're kind of dry. Uh, so yeah, I, I'd love to hear your take. Yeah, uh, honestly, the inspiration for my memes comes from me just sitting at home in quarantine life, watching the office <laughs> on repeat. Um, I'll watch something, I'll laugh and I'll be like, huh. That reminds me of a CRO thing that I of a post that I've been thinking of, and and to be clear, I think a lot of my memes are more of just like humorous ways to talk about a concept. A lot of my posts, what I try and do is use the meme as a way to talk about something that I want to talk about with the CRO world. And kind of to that point, I feel like CRO it's, it's not really unique to CRO, but CRO can definitely benefit from this, where it's you have to use a vehicle to kind of talk and communicate the findings and the things that you have. Because it's, you know, as data people, right, we can definitely be a little bit more bone dry in terms of no. uh, how we talk about it. <laughs> it's like, is it binary? Yes or no? Did it win? Yes or no? But like, there's a lot of times where you have to have a little bit more of a finesse to get buy-in. CRO is a lot of politics, right? You have to get buy-in from a lot of people. You have to give and take and push and pull in terms of getting resources, getting brand buy-in, etc. And it's, there's, a, there's definitely a sales part of the job that you have to have and a politics part of the job that you have to be successful. Because if you're just a, you know, a pretty straightforward person that says, here's a test, here's the data, here are the results, a lot of, you have, a lot of people won't want to listen to you. And there definitely mm -hmm. has to be a little bit of charisma to it. So is it humor? Maybe, maybe not. I like humor as a way to kind of sell my points and talk about the things I want to talk about. But you definitely have to have a little bit of like a sales mentality to sell what you're doing and have people be interested in what you're doing to be able to help get accomplish the things you want to accomplish. So actually, I, I want to touch on something you mentioned. You said politics. That's actually that's something you see written like anywhere. I, I've, I've seen many job descriptions for CROs, optimization, experimentation, and, and I don't think I've ever seen a line in there saying able to navigate politics. How important is that in CRO? Very important. Um, I guess it just depends on the job that you have and the function, like where you live in terms of a function, where CRO lives in terms of the function, like if you're on the marketing team or are you, on, are you your own CRO function or whatever. But 
I think politics is really important when it comes to getting buy-in from people to run tests, getting buy-in to prioritize your test. Uh, there's obviously a huge data piece of it where Sierra will help you get that data piece. But you know, when you think about things like Hippo, right, where a lot of times people will have a test idea and be like, run this test, run it this way. Or they might have preconceived notions about the statistics and be like, oh, look, it's up by 20% after three hours. Let's run it all to 100%. Like, you have to have a certain finesse and a way of navigating that relationship, especially when it's your boss's boss's boss telling you to do something when you know it's wrong and we know that's not how things are supposed to be done. Okay, that's, that's interesting. So does humor impact politics i don't think so um not usually but i will tell you one time i did get in trouble at work I, although I, I don't want to say it's in trouble per se if it did get something but the potential for me to get in trouble was pretty pretty significant so one of my previous jobs uh i won't name which but one of my previous jobs when i first started with the company their process was uh let's run a test for a couple of days if that look at the results and see um how it's doing and then if that's winning then push it out to 100 percent onto the oh. next test right and as i say that uh all the CROers on the on the <laughs> everyone's, everyone's like oh that's not good but you know there's like i mentioned before there's people who don't 100% know the statistics. They don't really understand. And and to that point, like one of the things I wanted to plug was, man, don't tr don't always, always trust your testing tool at 100%. You really need to stress test what goes on to those results because a lot of times they might see like a 20% lift at 100% stat sig or whatever that your tool might be telling you. But you shouldn't trust that because especially statistical, statistically wise, like after two days, you shouldn't trust those results. I wouldn't trust those results. Yeah, okay. But that sometimes those tools do give you that and you have to have a layer of like, well, that's what my tool is telling me, but I know I'm not going to trust that until I follow my own internal you know, statistics to vet that out entirely. But yeah, with this particular example with them kind of pushing a test at 100%, it wasn't even following statistics. They just were looking purely at the lift and saying, wow, plus 40%. This is great. Let's roll this out and move on to the next one. But obviously, we know that tests take a while to normalize. There's business cycles. There's other reasons why we have to let the test run You know, the duration we needed to with the traffic that it needs. Um, so when I first was looking at this process, I was like, man, this isn't good. But you know, I wasn't, I, I was, what, three or four days into the job seeing this process, and I, I didn't feel super comfortable with my pull to tell my boss's boss's boss that this is not good. Um, you're doing it wrong. So my super snarky way of doing it was uh, the next test that I was tasked to run and build, I ran it as an AA test. And, <laughs> and I didn't tell them it was an AA test. So when they peeked at the results and they saw a plus 20% or whatever number they saw, I said, great, let's roll out to 100%. I said, well, are you guys sure about that? And they were like, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't we? This is great, 20%. I said, well, this is an AA test. And they're like, I don't know what that means, giving me some weird confused looks. And <laughs> I told them, well, this is, this is the control versus the control, right? I'm making no changes. And you're seeing a 20% lift. And you could see the gears turning. They're like, huh, okay, I think I get what you're saying. And I said, this is really bad for us to peek at these results because it takes a while for this test to normalize. If you make these decisions super early in the process, you're pushing out false positives and false negatives. And you're just... This is breaking every statistical model ever. 
And they're like, okay, I think we understand. So I said, give me a chance to prove this out. Let's let this test run for two weeks or whatever. I think it was about two weeks to reach the traffic it needed to mm-hmm. uh, hit the statistical numbers. But um, it ran for the two weeks. And then we saw that there was like a minus like 0.5% lift with some super low statistical threshold number there. And they're like, oh, okay, it looks like it did normalize down to a normal number. And I said, that's why we can't just make these decisions. So. Super snarky way of doing it, but (laughs) I think AA tests are the reason I have trust issues. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) I don't know if I have the guts to pull that off, but uh, I should I should try to do that one day. Um, um, Okay, let's see. So, CRO, where do you think it'll be in fifty years? That's a great question. I actually did write about this maybe like a month ago uh, with another meme attached to it as well. But I'll pretend I didn't see that or or that didn't inspire this question. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like CRO is going to continue along the automation path. I, I know that there are a couple of CRO vendors that or uh, testing tool vendors that are looking into automation and kind of creating more intelligent ways to test in an automated fashion. But I definitely think that there's going to be a level of automation, but I definitely think it's going to be a human hybrid or human uh, machine hybrid where humans are going to have to oversee the tests. They're going to have to oversee the execution, but the testing tool is going to be able to more intelligently help infer and take you on like tests and iterations of those tests. And also, I feel like the statistics between these and the testing tools are just going to get so advanced. You're going to be able to run like maybe 60 or 70 variations of like a single experiment. And it'll, it'll tell you like the winning variation much more quicker versus like having to run like five variations now, something like that. I think the statistics are really going to, you know, I'm sure Georgie, Georgie is going to be the person who's going to spearhead that, but um, there's definitely going to be a layer of statistics behind that where, uh, you're going to be able to run more variations quicker and get to learnings quicker using kind of an automation approach using the testing tools. So one, I wonder if he's listening. And two, uh, it sounds like the future of Skynet, really. You know, I, I, I wonder if that reference um, dated me, by the way. But, you know, when you let the computers uh, make all the decisions, you, yeah, sure. I hear you get interesting results. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so this brings me to the section that I call In the News. <laughs> Recently, I was digging around the interwebs and I found a couple of links I wanted to talk to you about. So I saw articles talking about Amazon's product page optimization and its best practices. And I also found one in Forbes that claims it has the top, the top, the top five e-commerce conversion optimization tricks. Now, best practices, tricks, there are lovely words that get a lot of clicks. I want to get your thoughts on best practices and quote unquote tips. Are they a good thing, a bad thing? Do you go with them? Do you not? What's your take? Yeah, as a sidebar, I've vented about this so many times, but I absolutely hate the word best practice when it comes to CRO. It it really grinds my gears because I think the assumption around best practice is, oh, this is a thing that we should just do. It's a best practice. It's vetted. So let's just do it. Let's roll it out. Let's not test it. 
And it's, man, that makes me cringe because <laughs> I've tested a number of quote unquote best practices that by its definition, I should have just done without testing it. And they've lost in pretty significant fashion. Although to be fair, I've had a couple of quote unquote best practices that have won. So <laughs> those sting, don't uh, they? When you're like, this is, this, this is not going to work. And it ends up getting like 5%, 10% lift. And you're like, well, that's one of the things about being a CRO, right? Is you have to, there's a layer of humility. Is that a word? Whatever. Uh, you have to be super humble in the way that you approach it. And I guess there's a objectivity too, because it's it's not just, man, I really like this test. I want it to win. Although I'd be lying if as we run tests, we don't always secretly root for certain tests over there. <laughs> oh, I'm always rooting. I'm always rooting. So like when I work with folks, I'm like very calm. And so let's learn from this experience. But deep down, I'm like... Come on, you son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, 100%. But obviously, as CROers, when we look at the data, we take an objective view because we want the best for the business. We're not looking at something to just lose for the sake of losing or win for the sake of winning because we want to prove a coworker wrong, however much we want to prove a coworker wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah, we look for comment. I would withhold comment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we look at it objectively, right? We, we want to look at the data and and find the right answer in the data. Um, I forget what tangent I came on to get to this point, but, um, oh, it was best practices. Best practices yeah. yeah, okay, so so generally speaking, just testing these best practices out, right? Just test them. Don't, don't just assume because Amazon's doing it, because Walmart's doing it, and they're a big company and they make a lot of money. Don't just take what they're doing and do it, test it. And just because... I tell you something's a best practice, uh, which I will never do. But just because I tell you something is a best practice, don't just assume it's going to work. Test it. Yeah, It might be worthwhile for if you have a lot of data where other people are like, man, this really works. That might give you an opportunity to prioritize it in your framework. Sure. But test it. Don't just do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the article you shared to me is another one of those examples kind of to that point where a lot of the things on there definitely make sense. Uh, but to that point, are these, uh, my question would be, are these things that are Amazon best practices exactly. because they have a specific template or are there other, or are these things that you could take and apply on your site because it makes sense? Right. It's like the idea makes sense, uh, but the, the exact execution in a different environment may look, may have to look different to succeed. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing I wanted to call out was uh, as looking at these articles, man, there's some of these things that they say it's a best practice to, let's say, camel case your product titles. But <laughs> there's a lot of branded sites where they want to do weird, wonky things and they don't ever use like a capital letter on their brand because there's some super fancy brand. And that drives me crazy, by the way. It's like, yeah. how, do I, how do I start a sentence with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if that's part of your brand strategy, then I, I, there's some things that aren't worth testing. And like, if that's part of your brand strategy to be all lowercase, because that's what you're trying to push. I don't know what you're trying to push with that, but you know, if you're trying to push that, then that's not something you would apply as a best practice on your site because the brand team would slap you over the face exactly. for doing that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so it's that time of the show again. I think you've done this in, uh, in our written uh, interview before. Give you a sound effect. Uh, <laughs> So you're very familiar with the lightning round. Uh, it's going to be very fast answers. Um, you won't try try your best not to overthink these things. It's like gut reaction type thing. So I'm going to throw these out at, out at you. You may have seen these before, uh, but it'll be fun in, in person. So Bayesian or Frequentist? Bayesian. 
your favorite CRO meme? Maybe that's hard to explain, but uh, do your best. Honestly, I don't have a favorite, and that'll be my answer because I like everything that I post. So they're all they're all perfection. <laughs> they're all the best. They're all my favorite. <laughs> all my all my babies. <laughs> um, shifting gears randomly uh, to those who don't know you um, to the hockey, the NHL. So that the season is actually I don't know when the season's starting. It's supposed to start in January, but that's unsure uh, exact date. So. Uh, last I heard, last uh, I remember, is your favorite team is the Rangers. I don't know if that's still true. It is always going to be true. It is always to be true. Okay, good to know, good <laughs> to know. Uh, how will they do this season? Uh, middle, middle of the road. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we have some good players. We have the first overall pick. We got the bread man. I'm feeling really good about the season, but also we lost Henrik Lundqvist. And, yeah. Mm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm never going to get used to him in a Caps jersey. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know how the, the Montreal Canadiens are going to do. I never know how they're going to do. but uh, It may look good doing it, though. Have you seen the retro jerseys? Yeah, it, I, I think they're, they're pretty sweet. It, even though they kind of remind me a little bit of the Rangers jersey. Same color scheme. Yeah, I, I think they look like, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, these are cool. Wait a minute, I know that. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, I, I like that uh, whole thing. I might grab one myself. Uh, what did you think of the last season's playoffs format? That's a good question. You know, it was interesting because I want to give that team a ton of credit, uh, the teams in the NHL, because they ran the whole freaking playoffs without any positive COVID tests. Like, that's absurd to do that in a whole bubble strategy. That's yeah. fantastic. I, I, Anyway, from an infrastructure-wise, I can appreciate everything that went into it. But low-key, I did not like the fake crowd noise that they pumped into the arena. I know. It felt so... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get off on a huge tangent here. But I, I was watching. I was trying to get into it. And something felt just so wrong. And I, I don't know what it is. But it was hard for me to watch. That was strange. That was really <laughs> strange. <laughs> uh, and to close... How about you describe yourself in five words or less? I think I've answered this before, but I'll try it again. Um, hilarious, <laughs> weird, optimization wizard. <laughs> Is that what you wrote last time? Probably. Uh, I reuse a I lot love of that. I love that. That's, uh, that's great. And I'm uh, humble too, right? <laughs> humble. humble. A, I, I'll allow a sixth word. <laughs> okay, so... You know, thank you for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure to chat, and it's been great to talk to you live. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug as we end today's show? Sure. If you guys uh, are interested in seeing some more serial memes, I'd love for you guys to follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I love the conversation. I, I sometimes will post things that I'd like to encourage some more conversation around and have people give their thoughts. So always feel free to jump in with your thoughts to my CRO memes. And yeah. Awesome. Um, I encourage everyone to follow because I've been following Shiva for quite some time now and I always get a hoot from all the conversations he sparks. So yeah, thanks for coming on and uh, yeah, that's, that's it for the show. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. And I guess that's it. Hope to see you soon. <laughs>